You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. If you are looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you've tuned in to the correct podcast. Well done. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast, and it's very, very cool to have you tuning in. We're now over a year old. Yes, has time not Slide. We've bought you 13 in-depth marketing masterclasses, including getting into the core marketing topics more than once. And we had our Black Friday tips episode last year, and I know that you will love that one. And don't worry, we will be bringing you that again this year. But over the last year, there have been some marketing stories I've been dying to share with you, but which aren't yet worthy of a whole month of episodes. So this month, we're getting eclectic. In each of the next four episodes, I will be bringing on an expert to give us the key info on a new marketing method you may want to test this year. Or you may listen and go, I'm ignoring that till next year. Each of them is driving great results for some e-commerce businesses, and there is still time to start them before your competition do. So welcome to our new, new month. And if you really like this month, do let me know, as I'm always keen to hear your feedback about the show. Now, we're kicking off our new, new month with TikTok. In today's episode, I'm chatting to two people who are deep in exploring TikTok for e-commerce brands. They are looking at the ads, they are looking at the organic content, they are exploring it for multiple brands, and they have a lot to share with you. But be warned, because TikTok is so new, which we will be talking about right up front, there's not that many hard and fast answers here. And it's probably going to ask you more questions or lead you asking more questions than you're going to get answers from. But that's where TikTok is at the moment. There is no playbook to follow. But one thing is for certain sure, by the time we get to the end of this episode, you will know an awful lot more about TikTok and how you could use it to grow your business than you do right now. We're going to meet today's guests in a second. But before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash master plan. Today, I'm chatting with TikTok experts Chris Sugatan and Holly Ray. Chris is the founder and CEO of Sugatan, where she and her team focus on growing e-commerce brands to eight-figure revenue using sophisticated and super creative social media ad strategies. She's also the host of the Sugatan Effect podcast. And Holly is an e-commerce video ads strategist and Sugatan's TikTok specialist. Hello, Chris and Holly. Hello. Hey, Chloe. Hello. It's brilliant to have you both here. And I think this is our first two guests episode of Keep Optimising, which is remarkable considering we've been going for a whole year. So uh, so thank you both for joining us. So we get every possible angle on TikTok uh, specialism. Um, before we get into TikTok, though, I'm going to ask each of you how you got into the world of e-commerce advertising. So, um, Chris, let's start with you. How did you end up in this marvellous world? 
I actually started out as a freelancer working as a generalist for solopreneurs and I got to touch every aspect of digital marketing. And then I fell in love with Facebook ads because I was like, it's totally possible to turn $1 into $3. And I started doing Facebook advertising. And during this time, my forte was, um, creatives was actually creating video ads. And at the time there wasn't a lot of emphasis around, um, creatives as the media, as the forefront of the media buying strategy. And then I had my first success with an e-commerce brand where I successfully turned a dollar into $3. And after that, I was hooked, hooked. (laughs) The demand became too much for my time. And that's when I started hiring. And actually Holly Ray is my second number two hire in Sugaton when we first started in July of 2018. So she's been with me for the whole ride. Oh, very cool. And it's, it is often, um, I find with marketers and direct response marketers in particular, once you discover e-commerce as opposed to lead gen, there's no going back. Um, <laughs> Holly, how did you end up as, um, as higher number two at Sugatan? So um, I actually went to university for video production. I had wanted to make music videos. So this field wasn't even on my radar whatsoever. I didn't even know it existed. So as soon as I graduated, I started freelancing, doing some edits here and there. And I was found by Chris on a freelancing site called Upwork. And she kind of just brought me in and taught me everything I know and kind of just opened up this like vast field of exploration for me. And I just completely fell in love with it. And P.S. Holly had the most amazing real video on her on her <laughs> profile, and I knew I was like, "This girl gets it. I had to have her." And my first interview with her, um, very first time, I was getting my hair bleached, and I had all of this aluminum foil all over <laughs> my hair on my first Zoom interview with her. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, is this is this job legit? <laughs> I mean, she was like on her iPhone and I was like all dressed up ready for a professional interview and I was completely thrown off, but you know, I'm so glad it worked out. Yeah, it's like yeah. often when you're you know, kind of like in student Phil, you don't realize what's actually going on and what's the opportunities are. And then you, you discover there's this amazing world of ad video that's that's huge and with huge potential. But also you, you kind of assume that the whole world is suited and booted. <laughs> right, exactly. And I guess I was, like Chris mentioned, I was marketing without even knowing it because she said she was so impressed with my reel. And, you know, I didn't do a typical video portfolio. I kind of put together an ad for myself unknowingly. And that's what Chris fell in love with. And she kind of just tapped into this skill that I didn't even know that I had. It's very easy to teach the tools. It's very hard to teach the marketing. Exactly. I always think I can teach anyone where to click on Google ads, on Facebook ads, et cetera. But to teach them how to do it well is a whole other world. But we could clearly the three of us could nasser on about this for the whole episode, but we probably (laughs) ought to talk about TikTok. So how big an opportunity is TikTok. And I think, um, Chris, let's send this in your direction. So my observation around the digital marketing space is that each channel has a golden era 
and has about a shelf life of three to five years in terms of it being the max opportunity. When I say the max opportunity, it means that it's like what it was for Facebook ads two and a half, three years ago, video ads on the feed were relatively new, that it didn't have to be sophisticated at all. And the CPMs were not that expensive. And so many e-commerce brands got so much market share from all the big people because they literally leveraged Facebook ads through leveraging really great video ads and creatives in general. And, you know, it's the same for influencer marketing. I would say about four or five years ago, that was the time to get into influencer marketing. Influencers didn't know how to charge themselves. They didn't even understand their own clout and power. And so I remember even in 2018, we got this one influencer didn't pay her that much, but her return was massive. It was like a 24 X ROI. And now it's not that it's not the same anymore. And so Facebook ads in the post iOS 14 world, you really have to go where all the eyeballs are going. And believe me when I say the eyeballs are going on TikTok, not only are the eyeballs going to TikTok because attention is the highest form of currency on social media advertising, but the length of time and the deep resonance after getting off of the TikTok platform is long lasting. So each time you can't avoid spending minimum. I remember my first time I spent about five hours straight on TikTok on a Friday night up until 2 a.m. Then I get in an Uber the next day and the guy has the radio on and the radio host was like, oh my God, I spent three hours on TikTok yesterday. And then the content that I digested, I thought about it way after I got off the platform. And that has so much power in it. And also it's not a saturated, super saturated platform just yet. And I really do believe that TikTok is that next like three to five years platform that you have to adapt to in order to go where the attention is going. And slowly but surely, it was known as the platform for 14 year olds, but you're going to see young millennials, older millennials, and then the older demographic coming on board. It's already happening right now. So the opportunity is clearly now if we want to get that kind of first mover advantage, I suppose. Uh At the cheapest CPM. Yes, which is the the key thing really, isn't it? It's both, there's the opportunity and there's not the competition on there, so it's cheap. Exactly. And who doesn't like a cheap, effective marketing method, quite frankly? But you just have to adapt to the platform. So the thing is, is that marketing principles have always, will always exist to be the same. You know, direct response marketing existed a hundred years ago. It's just that the platform was different. It was a newspaper. So then you had to be a really good copywriter, you know, and then you had the 10 minute infomercials because everybody was, their eyeballs were on TV, right? The principles are the same, you know, buy one, get one free. You can only take advantage of this. I mean, Home Shopping Network created a, and QVC created a billion dollar industry based off of direct response principles, just using TV as a platform, but they can sell you for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You just have to adapt to the platform and you have to, that's where the, you have to be as, you know, the savviness, like Holly, for example, she has the savviness to be able to adapt some of those marketing strategies into the platform itself. And that's where the adjustment needs to be made, but it's still the same principles. 
We'll get deeper into how to do it shortly and, and get, I'm sure, lots of great tips from Holly on it. But it's not, what we're saying here is that it's not a case of copy what you're doing on Facebook and schedule it onto TikTok. That is not what we're talking about. Um, there's, there's a lot of nodding going on. I know you guys listening can't see it, but there's a lot of nodding going on here to that. So um, staying on the strategic side of it, so, we'll, so we'll, uh, we'll stick with you, Chris, unless Holly wants to chime in. But is it for everyone at this early stage? Are all, and you, you mentioned the demographics that are there. Is, should every e-commerce business be giving this a go at the moment? Or is it just for certain sectors or certain you know, customer targets? You know, if a founder is like, if you have a set of founders in the e-commerce who are innovators is what I call them, who really thrive on being an early adopter so that when it reaches its peak, like for example, the algorithm on TikTok matures in terms of being able to advertise on it. And then you, at that time, you're at the leading edge. Innovators love being on the leading edge, you know, and it's... It's definitely for innovators who, whose founders or strengths are innovating. You have to get in here um, because then you have the, the patience to sit here and figure it out. And you love the game of being an early adopter because it, at some point, I don't even if you don't come in now and you come in a year from now, there will still be a lot of opportunity because it really is about innovating all along the way. The algorithm is not mature enough for the ads, although and there's many changes happening in real time. You have to have, if it's not you, you have to have a team member that is basically your R&D, who is basically experimenting on the platform and staying on top of it. I think it's a very much a worthwhile investment because I have already seen e-commerce brands like uh, Truly. Is that the name, Holly, Truly? Truly Beauty, yeah. Truly Beauty has scaled using TikTok as being an early early adopter on TikTok, and I've seen you know e-commerce brands have already scaled with it, and so I don't need to know anything further than that. Hey, one business figured it out, we can figure it out too. And Truly Beauty is targeted towards like the Gen Z, younger millennial, but that doesn't mean that as it matures and more mid-millennials, older millennials start to come in and basically the, the user adoption is there. TikTok is, it's, yeah, I really do think that it, and the investment starts now. Again, it's really about your skill set. Are you an innovator? Do you love discovery? Do you love being an early adopter? Is it a worthwhile, can you come in a year from now? Sure, you know, it just really depends on your target demo for your e-commerce brand. But if you're in beauty, if female buyers, if you can get access to a Gen Z's or if you have a product that can capitalize the Gen Z market and the younger millennials, yeah. Can you do it if you have an older target demo? Yes, I think you can too. It can be a complimentary, supplementary revenue channel. And then by the time that all the other adoption takes place from a mass scale for your target demo, then you'd have figured it out already. You're already an expert. And then you get to take advantage of the cheaper CPMs. So we're at that really awesome stage where those of you who are listening who love experimenting with new stuff, who've got that person in the office who loves experimenting with new stuff, get involved. But if you're there going, well, I want to swat up on TikTok, so I'll listen to your episode, but I'm not quite ready to play, then probably 12 months from now, that's going to be when you can learn off someone else. That's what we're saying, I think, here. Yeah, exactly. So for those who are going, yeah, I want a piece of that experimentation R&D playbook uh, or play pen, I should say, actually, because what we're saying is the playbook doesn't exist. How do we start? 
where do we begin with TikTok as a business? There's steps we need to take or stuff we need to follow. Um, Holly, maybe this is one one for you to, to jump in on. Yeah. So when it comes to the video ads or just content in general that re- in regards to TikTok, I would just start on the platform. You know, you have to know the trends. You have to know the audience. You have to know the features, the sounds, the green screen effect is really hot right now. You just, you have to know the platform through and through, or you're not going to have any success advertising on it or advertising by using that um, type of format. So for example, TikTok formatted ads are selling on Facebook and Instagram. So it's bleeding into other platforms already. But if you don't know how to make that native TikTok ad, then, you know, it's not going to perform. So the first thing anyone should be doing is creating, I guess, a personal account and just going and being a TikTok user so they see what everyone else is doing before they even think about creating a business account. Well, it's not just about what people, other people are doing. If you, who is listening to this, you consider yourself a natural marketer or you have a partner who is a natural marketer, the first step is to understand why TikTok is so addictive. And I'll tell you now, I always say that social media apps, if you actually like go on a New York subway train and everybody is there for, you know, 15 to 30 minutes and you look at all the people that have their apps open or they're, they're looking at their phone, they are either on a social media app they're on a messaging app or they're on a music app. And that's true for almost like if you go into a crowd, those are the things that they have open at all times. Now, people have those open during a state of what I call the monkey mind. It's a passive sort of like I'm in a passive state without even thinking about it. I'm going to open Instagram without even thinking about it, et cetera. Now, um, I think TikTok actually has, I would call that it's on steroids in terms of like really capitalizing on that passive state because they, by nature, it has music attached to it. Like it's expected that every single piece of content that you have has music attached to it, which reinforces like the emotional resonance. When you get a TikTok content. It's a story about a couple who first met and then going all the way to their first baby, right? There's like this music that is attached to it that creates this emotional deep resonance. And so it's kind of the thing that creates like the long lasting effect in the storytelling format. Then they have the for you feed, which is like, you're addicted to just like the whole, like, what am I going to get next? And it's the whole, like, mm, discovery aspect of it in terms of like the newness that's also really like addicting and tiktok's algorithm has not matured the way that facebook's algorithm on facebook and instagram has matured in that like it's like all viral it's like it it appeals it's viral content that appeals to everybody (laughs) you know what i mean and so it's not like just for you it's for everybody. And so like the, the discovery page is actually truly addicting content and you can't help, but keep going, keep going, keep going. I a hundred percent agree. And I also recommend just completely engulfing yourself with the app and try to fully act as an, as a user, you know, spend a couple hours scrolling. Don't have it in your mind that you're looking for content that works or doesn't work. 
because you are the user. I mean, almost everybody has TikTok at this point. So if you don't have it by now, it's time to get on it, especially if you're a marketer. But you will learn a lot about user behavior, um, what makes people tick, what doesn't, um, that sort of thing. So it's definitely helpful in all aspects. There's a couple of bits that you guys mentioned there, which I just want to want to dive into a little bit before we before we get get to the next step of uh, of getting involved with TikTok. And the first one is Holly. You mentioned about how people are using TikTok Creative on Facebook. This is obviously slightly non TikTok discussion now, but is that something you would recommend to people to do with their Facebook ads? Is to create a content on t- for TikTok, but use it on in a TikTok style, but use it on Facebook. Is that something you're seeing work on Facebook ads? Yeah. So it's been working for us. I mean, we've even done full on just TikTok trends without even attempting to really sell and it still works, which shows you how powerful TikTok trends really are. I definitely recommend at least trying it. The only thing is, is you do have to stay hundred percent native to TikTok. So People know if something is slightly off or people know if you're trying to copycat something, but it's not quite there. You have to first stay entertaining and native to TikTok before trying to before trying to sell the product and, you know, throw in all those conversion principles and things of that sort. But it is definitely worth trying. You've just brought us on to the second thing I wanted to pick up on, which is you said a couple of times about TikTok trends. And I'm guessing, I can put this into really blunt layman's terms here, this is kind of like ice bucket challenge territory, where <laughs> one person does it and then everyone else doesn't quite jump on the bandwagon, but they do their take on a similar piece. So I guess that green screening thing you, you mentioned earlier, that was one of those trends. And then you're saying that you've got to be careful with those trends and not just, you know, here's the ice bucket challenge. We sell pet food. Let's check ice <laughs> right. over me whilst holding some pet food. We've got to be a bit more clever than that, right? <laughs> right. Trends change every week at this point. It's kind of insane, but it's a good thing because there are so many options. If one trend doesn't work for your product, I wouldn't necessarily try to shove your product into that specific trend, but there are about a thousand other ones to choose from. So that's another kind of golden egg you can get from just scrolling. So you can find the trends that apply to your product and your audience and your demographic and sell that way because people want to be entertained first. If they're entertained first and then you try to sell, you know, it's going to be more productive that way. But um, yeah, follow the trends. That's that's like the the biggest tip that I have when it comes to TikTok. Cool. And we love that you're sharing your biggest tips. Um, so when we're, whilst we're, we're being a human being on TikTok and we're learning it and we're watching what's happening, I'm guessing we need to start building up some skill on creating video ready for when our business starts sharing stuff. Is there some other things we should do before our business starts sharing? Can we afford to put a dodgy post first on our business account, for example, if our skills aren't that great? Obviously, testing is going to play a massive part because it's a new thing for everybody. And you just you're going to have to test over and over until you find something that works. But it's also important to put in the research and the effort. You know, ads that have worked on Facebook and Instagram aren't going to work on TikTok. So there are so many things you have to pay attention to, like aspect ratio, your camera quality, text, sounds, 
Um, for example, an ad came across my TikTok feed and everything about it was native except for the sound. It had some overused copyright free <laughs> track on it that just kind of screamed ad. And I scrolled by just because of that, because it's just the little thing that tells me that that's not native to TikTok. Therefore, I don't want to see it because I'm on TikTok to see TikTok, you know, like not using images, um, don't come off as too branded. There are a lot of things that you can pick up just by scrolling through the app and kind of gather and then put forth your best testing effort from there. So I wouldn't just go in blind, but of course, testing is always going to be important. We always say that it's like a 2% conversion rate is the benchmark. And this is the, the conversion rate that I've seen all across the board. So, you know, if like, I know that sounds crazy, like a hundred pieces of content and expect two of them to essentially get significant reach, but that is the work that you have to do. Like if it was easy to scale an e-commerce brand, everybody would do it. Mm -hmm. It's really only the ones who are willing to get in there and do the dirty work, which is like getting in there, understanding it. Like there's no, there's no shortcuts, you know, to like TikTok, just like there wasn't a shortcut to getting around ads manager on Facebook, <laughs> which is like <laughs> the most confusing thing ever when you start to learn it. Um, there's no going around that. Like you have to do the work. And um, I'm guessing that that we're going to create all these videos on TikTok itself for our business account? Or do we need other apps to pull our videos together and add the text and add the audio, the, you know, the music tracks, Holly? What would you recommend? So you can create on TikTok, but it won't allow you to upload with the TikTok logo on it. Um, there are apps that will remove that for you. But generally, I found that it just decreases the quality. So I recommend just making it in another app or editing software. The thing is, you just have to find ways to copy it identical, right? So like the text has to look identical. Um, I still recommend using sounds from TikTok if you can get away with it, um, because you know the sounds are extremely important to TikTok. Watch your text placement, because if you have the in-app features covering that up, people don't like that. They will scroll right on by because they just don't have the patience for it. So there's actually a limited place where you can put your text when it comes to an ad, like an actual ad being ran on TikTok. So please put in the effort there because that's super, super important. So yeah, I, I would say you can make it on TikTok. I've done that before, but it does pose its challenges. So sometimes it is just easier to, to nail down your um, process elsewhere. Got you. So we can use whichever video tool we like using normally. We just need to adapt a template that works for TikTok, getting the text in the right place and trying to make it look like we created it natively on the app. Exactly. And it's going to be a trial and error process, but you will get there. And once you get it down, you can just pump them out one after another. Excellent. Um, and uh, we've mentioned the word natively quite a lot. So I think it's probably worth just clarifying that that's not some special tool. It's just literally making something that looks and feels like it's being created on TikTok. Exactly. So when a user is going on the app, they're going for very specific reasons. So if something comes across their feed that feels a little bit off, they are going to scroll past without even realizing it. Right. So like we do this on Facebook, we do it on Instagram. If something doesn't feel right to us or it's not what we expected in a bad way, 
then we're going to scroll by. So it's important that it just seamlessly blends in and you're giving the user exactly what they came for. So if they want to be entertained, entertain them. If they want to laugh, you know, make them laugh. Um, and then, of course, the technical aspects of making your text look like TikTok text and so forth. Excellent. I have one quick question because I've just noticed how long we've been recording for because I'm enjoying this so much. I'm thinking, whoa, we've got to finish in the hour. Don't worry, guys, we still have plenty of time on uh, on the front for you listening. But I'm like, whoa, quick, Chloe, stop, stop enjoying this so much. Um, <laughs> So one quick question before we head on to the next part of the uh, interview, which is we've spoken a lot about the creative, but we haven't spoken at all about like list growth or follower growth, which has always been kind of obsessions on other social media platforms. So do we need to worry about follower growth? Yeah. So the organic opportunities on TikTok are huge. Like Chris mentioned, Truly Beauty has done it so well. I think they have one point something million followers in their brand account, which is insane. But what they nailed down is they they found their audience and they entertain their audience natively. And I can even scroll through their feed and thoroughly enjoy it because I feel like I'm on TikTok. So I think there's there's a huge opportunity when it comes to ads, of course, but I think like Chris was mentioning, organic is also like the other bulk of that opportunity. And if you can figure out how to gain a sort of following or get that you know, free advertising, then that's an incredible thing too. Um, it's definitely worth trying, but again, it is very hard to um, figure out who your audience is and you know, how to properly entertain, staying native, everything I mentioned before. But it's 1000% worth trying. And the brand presence, if you can make it, is just, the return is amazing. Excellent answer. Thank you, Holly. Well, look, guys, we're going to pause now for a reminder of our sponsors before we get into the insider tips round. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Chris and Holly, we are, actually listeners, we are just staying full TikTok as we go through this. I know normally you're used to me reading out a whole spiel about what they can and can't talk about, but we're just sticking with TikTok for this episode. So Chris, Holly, are you guys ready for this? Yes. Yeah. You know what? A one thing that I think we should go into since we're talking to founders and decision makers for e-commerce is getting Holly's advice on how she would identify a hire for basically somebody who can create TikTok on their behalf? I think that that's a really good question. I don't know if that comes in the newbie or... I think let's let's just let Holly answer that now because that's a great question, which is why I love having other podcast hosts on the podcast because they always... <laughs> They always know the right question when I miss it. So yeah, awesome, awesome question, Chris. Thank you for posing that one. 
Holly, for those out there who are going, we see a massive opportunity, but it scares the pants off me um, trying to work out how to do it. Who, ha, what key attributes should they be looking for if they're looking for someone to look after TikTok for them? Oh, so <laughs> this this is one of the hardest things to accomplish, in my opinion, because you have to find someone who understands all aspects of it, which is um, the user aspect, the creator aspect, and the marketing aspect. And, you know, of course, the editing aspect. So the way I like to identify those people is by just doing a lot of tests. So first, you're probably going to get a lot of video editors applying and things of that sort. It's just the easiest pool to tap into. And then I like to thoroughly test them on basically their marketing mindset, because we mentioned before, it's a mindset. It's not something you can necessarily teach in a week or anything like that. So I often have them pick out three pieces of content and then explain why they think that performed. So um, it could be ads, it could be a viral TikTok, for example. Um, And then they, in detail, on a video explain why they think that worked and this is the easiest way to identify those people that have that marketing mindset and then those that don't and then on the other end of that finding people who understand that creator mindset um, you know how to entertain how to make people laugh and this will usually come by experience or you'll just be able to pick up on it I want to say but this is another thing that you can easily test Long story short, um, you know, test, 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 even your hires. I mean, it's super, super important. It's also a really easy way to identify whether or not they're able to learn and also if they're interested in learning because, you know, some people want to stay in one lane and that's okay too, but they're not going to be for you. That is just brilliant advice, Holly. I love that. You've gone, I love the, the two things I would say that's really stand up for me in that is one, you've got to set them some tests because you can't just list a skill set for TikTok creative because it just doesn't exist yet. It's not, you know, as, as um, Chris was saying earlier, it's still evolving. And then the other bit was was assessing how eager they are to learn because if they're not willing to learn, they're not, they're not the right person for the job. Right. Excellent detour. Now, though, we're going to do the insider tips. So we're going to start off with TikTok newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with TikTok even, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Who fancies answering this one? Well, as I mentioned before, you know, the first step is to get an account and just get to know the platform, spend hours on it. I think it's also important to pay attention to the ads that pop up on your feed you know, you'll notice that the features cover up some of the text. You'll notice the brands that just put images on there and it'll startle you. You'll be scrolling through the feed, you'll be enjoying it, and then you'll realize, you know, this doesn't quite fit. So you'll learn a lot about what not to do doing that. And I think that's that's the first crucial step. The second is maybe identifying your team if you need one. And as we just covered, you know, it takes time to identify that person. So I would not expect to be able to test TikTok ads tomorrow. It's definitely a process. Okay. So if someone listening wants to learn more about TikTok, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? You know, the biggest resource I would say is still TikTok because people are still discovering it. 
it's not like there's a book or a manual out there just yet. Um, so yeah, I would say the platform itself. And then of course, podcasts like this. Awesome. Thank you for those, Holly. That's brilliant. Um, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve TikTok performance? So other than testing, of course, it is just following the weekly trends because they do change so fast. So staying up to date with like the new features that TikTok puts out, because that's also a thing to keep up with. Um, the new sounds, the new like hot influencers, because a lot of people, you know, are on the rise on TikTok and it's like the place to get famous these days. So that's another thing to kind of um, pay attention to, because these are also the trendsetters, right? These are the people who are deciding what is hot and what isn't. So in all aspects of it, just staying updated and trying to stay ahead of that in a way is the best way to improve other than testing times a million. Thank you very much, Holly. Okay, uh, finally, it's crystal ball time and we're going to go back to Chris on this one because I'm going to ask you what's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in TikTok if it's even possible to look that far ahead. Chris, what would you say we should be getting ready for? Partnering with influencers and influencer activation because uh, TikTok recently in the last four weeks have allowed whitelisting influencers and uh, advertising on behalf of, of influencer accounts on TikTok. And that makes it even more native. And it's ties into the traditional marketing principle of like people selling products is more trustworthy than the brand selling the product. And so TikTok has allowed that capability for marketers. And I think that that is uh, also just staying on top of how their ad algorithm matures because it's still relatively new and they're still adjusting and they're having to go through the trial and error process, but stay with it and you'll see the return both on both of those strategies, just stay with it, stay with it, stay with it and see, you'll get a return on your, on your marketing efforts. Awesome. I love those two ideas. Well, look, Chris and Holly, thank you so much. We are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? And I suspect this is a Chris question. Yeah. Um, our website is suaton.io. That's S-U-G-A-T-A-N.io. On Facebook, we have a private Facebook group called e-commerce growth hacks by Sugaton. And then, um, Holly, uh, if you want to get more tidbits too about, um, video ads specifically, Holly has a podcast as well. She goes over some tidbits for 10 minutes at a time, focusing on one specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's going to be starting up here soon. Hopefully it's started by the time you hear this, but it is called videos that sell and you can just follow my Instagram at videos that sell to stay updated with it. Excellent. Well, look, Holly, make sure um, you let me know as soon as that's live. And if it's live before this podcast goes live, everyone, I'll put the link in the show notes. If it's not live before this podcast goes live, we will include it in our email newsletter so as we can uh, make sure you all know. There's an extra reason to sign up to our email newsletter. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show today. You have been brilliant and you've given us all probably more questions than we had before about TikTok, but that's the stage it's at, isn't it? So, uh, so thank you. Thank you, Chris. Chloe, thanks for having us. This is such an awesome podcast to be on. Thank you for allowing us to share our knowledge through it. 
It's great to have you. And hopefully next year we'll be doing a whole month on TikTok and you guys can come back again. Um, yeah. And thank you, Holly, as well. You've been a star. Of course. Thank you so much for having us. Such interesting angles there on TikTok. And, uh, and just to make it clear again, we are talking both the ads and the organic because the bigger opportunity at the moment is on the organic side. So it's worth testing both. But wow, it really is one of those areas where it's currently time to jump on and do your R&D testing if you are of the mind to get dirty and to learn on a new tool and to discover things before other people discover them, then now is the time for you to jump onto TikTok. For the rest of you, you are now up to speed on TikTok and we will be covering it again, I'm sure, next year when there is more precision that we can bring to the discussion. You can get links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of this episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. There you can also join our email list so you don't miss a single episode or the launch of Holly's podcast um, or anything of the many other things I share by email to help you grow your business. As our content this month is so eclectic, we will not be having our guests back for a webinar. So why not watch one of the replays that are all available on the website at keepoptimizing.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I'm creating it to help as many of you as possible to improve the performance of your marketing. Have a brilliant rest of the week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.